Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown. Here we are again. So, uh, panel, Monkey, you want to say hi? Hey, everybody, this is Monkey. Uh, you find me up at Percy's uh, under the handle Monkey Do, and I am a cocoa grower down in the southern U.S. GB, say hi, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's GB. Again, you find me on, um, on Percy's. I'm a cocoa grower like Monkey. Um, and then yeah. we got TG. TG on the trim tonight. Yeah, a Hermie trim. I'm realizing there's male flowers everywhere. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I knew that, but yeah, no, I'm Temple Grower. I'm, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Percy's or on Twitter, uh, Temple Grower. And yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm a soil grower, medical grower up in Canada, and just trimming up some Hermie plants tonight. Hey, still going to be good weed, man. Yeah, still going to be good weed. No sure. doubt, if you grew it, it's going to be great. So uh, we've got the interview tonight is going to be with Danny Danko. If you guys don't know who he is, that you know the listeners, he uh, he was a editor on High Times magazine, and he's like lived the cannabis life. You want to hear the stories this guy's got? You know, this is the cannabis rich and famous life. It was amazing mm. interview. This man was telling us about sitting on the bus with Cypress Hill, Willie yeah. Nelson, just chilling, smoking a spliff, man, and he's he's yeah. judged cannabis cups, and he tells us how. He goes through the process of judging the weed uh -huh. and shit. So that, that's going to be interesting. I hope you're all going to enjoy that. Uh, what else we got? And the grow guys are going to be discussing different types of cannabis seeds, like uh, what photo period seeds are compared to auto flowering. Uh, and uh, of course, as well, we've got uh, some news from the forum. We we promoted Monkey Do to admin this week. Woohoo! So we just want to wish Monkey Do a congratulations there while we're on the air. Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes i wonder if that's congratulations monkey. or i feel sorry for you now <laughs> yeah man commiserations monkey yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah well no i'll take it as congratulations for right now though it's a good thing yeah man it's good shit and uh we've also got a rumor going around for uh -oh. Uh -oh. which we'll discuss later on but you know mm. we like rumors all will become clear next week so with that we've kept you all up to date with what's going on in the forum and stuff and we're gonna move on pretty quick because we're eager to get to this interview and we should move on to the news this week. Right, what we got, what we got. You want to go first, Monkey? You said you got some interesting news for us this week. I'm always first, it seems like I get picked on. No, but I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, of course, since we're doing an interview with a, a former editor of High Times, I decided to take a look at some High Times articles this week. And this one kind of interests me. And it's something that most of our audience will not be surprised by. It's very simple. It says, a study says more chronic pain patients are turning to cannabis for relief. And it was a study that was published in a medical journal, journal Advances in Therapy by Harvard Medical School. And they looked at the years from 2011 to 2015, and they found that more and more chronic pain uh, sufferers are getting off of the opioids and turning to cannabis, and that it's working just as well or better with fewer side effects than the strong opioids were. And uh, what they're basically saying with the study is that right now we're looking at a worldwide of one in five people are suffering with chronic pain. And they're looking wow. at as, as the world becomes a little harder to live in with the environment and things that we could be looking at a one in three before it's over with. So Sorry. the demands for medical cannabis can only grow. And we all know that's a no good thing. Intended. Yes, exactly. <laughs> really. You know, they say more re research has to be done, but it seems to be the preferred method for chronic pain users these days is to go to something that is natural 
in something that works like cannabis. And I really you love know, that. Something that's not going to kill you. I mean, how many stars over the last five years, you know, have been killed by prescription medication? Yeah, it, it gets out of control and it takes a lot of lives away from us. Too mm -hmm. fast at that. And that's it. They're the people we know about. We don't know about the the smaller mm -hmm. cases, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And the study, the study was really cool because it actually gave a suggested medical doses for an average pain, pain uh, medical uh, pain sufferer should be about two and a half grams a day. Man, that's cool. that'll keep you feeling fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. All right. Let's shout out to the chat there. Fish. Evening, mate. Shay, Ali, Dave, Bob, uh, ZN is in the chat. James, what else have we got? Thanks for joining us, everybody. Sorry for missing your name out there. Don't forget to, if you have any questions for the questions and answers later on for the Q&A, then don't forget to drop them in the chat and we'll take a note of them. You can think about it throughout the show and we'll pick them up as we go along. It's no problem. GB, you've got some news for us. Yeah, a small bit of news that comes here from um from here. It's all news, Ireland. man. It's all news. <laughs> <laughs> um, our uh, the Green Party, they're the small little party that's in the in the big coalition between the Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Well, they've come out on the after outing the Fianna Fáil party for their basically their old and outdated views on cannabis legalization when they were trying to form and I, I've spoke to you Mackie about the, the government situation over here in Ireland but that when they were trying to form the government cannabis legalization was on the agenda for the Green Party and they were just pushed straight down thrown out completely out the window and uh, they said that they would look at it for a palliative care because of course people who are dying should have pain relief you know, not the rest of the citizens of the country, but you know, if you're living, you can just suffer. Is that what it's about? That's pretty much what you know? they what they kind of look at it is. It's it's just unbelievable. The mm. the establishment over here, the views they have are prehistoric. They are outdated. But what can we do? But now, with the likes of all of this stuff coming out in the media, we might have some changes coming along fairly shortly. Mm. I think it's the same for a lot of people right now. Yeah. I mean, everybody's economy is fucked, apart well, from China. Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, Conveniently that's it. enough. <laughs> they, they, they gave us the fucking COVID. <laughs> oh, I mean, fuck. You know, hopefully times will change because everybody's economy needs a boost, man, and legalizing cannabis will obviously provide that. And it will okay, save money huge. as well, you know. Huge difference. Yeah. TG, do you got news for us, mate? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um on, I guess it's kind of on the medical front here in Canada, but uh, I guess it's kind of big news overall. Uh, prior to this, I guess, there was only one company that was uh, offering seeds. So I guess this news kind of does tie into the, the overall topic of the show, too. Um, there's only one company offering seeds for sale for your, you know, your floor plant home grower, average Canadian type guy, and or girl, or however you like to do that. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, so there, there's a new company actually that's that has seeds available now, and uh, that's that's a very exciting thing because prior to this, like I said, this other company that had the seeds were, I never ran them myself, so it's all secondhand information. But I heard not great things about them in terms of uh, stability and yeah, just overall vigor and stuff. So it's uh, it's really promising that that this new company. So you think that's like the turn in the tide? Do you think there's going to be more coming up after this? Well, let's hope so. I, I've I've heard things that. Are, are positive in that in that sector so one has to just kind of wait and see but um yeah i'm just looking at the menu right now and um they're all 
they're all across with i've never heard of this this strain but i guess just looking it up it's it's lemon face so if anybody's familiar okay. with lemon face <laughs> it's a it's a cross of lemon kush crossed with a face-off og so i don't know and then that was crossed with um, a whole bunch of different there's five different uh different crosses they have and they're all f1 regulars so kind of interesting in terms of the medicinal value of that because you're still going to have to sift through the males and you might not be getting your your value in terms of you know um, feminized is obviously what everybody would be looking for um, especially medical yeah, workers who don't have to don't want to be dealing with that so but um that's not to say that it's not a good a good step uh, in the right direction here, so let's hope that. But you can buy seeds from abroad, right? Because the Vulcan sense. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm speaking specific more only specifically of the of the legal um, avenue. You can still okay. get them on the gray market, of course, through the vault or or Alibongo right. or any of these other um, seed. Uh, what do you call them? Sellers, I guess. Seed banks. <laughs> seed banks. Yeah. 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 But no, this is the only uh, legal or one of the only legal options of Canada as it stands right now, but. Unfortunately, you do have to be a medical um, grower and have medical licensing, not just your average or your regular old Canadian kind of thing. So, but look, it's another step forward, though. Eh? Yeah, I mean, it, it means there's people looking into this at least now instead of just growing mediocre cannabis and selling it for way too much right, money. Right. So, right. So there we go. That's the news. So with that, thanks for the news, everybody. We should move on to the famous stoner of the week. Which is down to you, GB, right? It is indeed. And today, folks, or this week, we are going to have a little look at the legend himself, Mr. Tommy Chong. The king of stoners. Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong, man. I've heard of this guy before, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Man, who who hasn't heard of Tommy Chong? You know, who hasn't heard of Tommy (laughs) Chong, man? Tell us about Tommy Chong, GB. Before you say who hasn't, Mackie, you know, I was telling you, I know somebody that who has, who doesn't know who Tommy Chong is. That's true. Like, what the fuck? That. Yeah, oh. lads, seriously, seriously. But anyway, we will get back to it. Right, on researching Mr. Chong, I found out so much about the man that I actually never knew. Like the fact that he went to prison. Not for selling and not for distributing weed. Buffer bongs. Yeah, paraphernalia is what it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's just mad. Wow. Crazy times. It took a long time to try to catch him for something, didn't they? You know, because he's like, he was like the head of the stoner world at some point. And they wanted to get him to make an example out of him. Yeah. It it was all part of a big, huge DEA operation called Operation Pipe Dream. Hmm. Pipe Dream, which they spent like 12 million quid on. And the only person, the only person who was, who was actually went to trial and got prison and everything was Tommy Chong. That was such a waste of money when you think about it. You know, how is Tommy Chong ever going to be a risk to anybody? Yeah. He's an old, old dude that just loves to smoke the weed and fucking share the love, man. man. Exactly. But lock him up. He's a violent criminal because he enjoys inhaling a particular herb. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Which would happen to be the one that's in his hand that day, right? Hey, Spartan's in the chat. What's up, Spartan? Oh, look out. Tommy had a great time in jail, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sure he did, man. I bet they all treated him. Everybody loves Tommy Chong, man. Everybody loves Tommy Chong. Apparently, he was in jail with the the guy from who wrote The Wolf of Wall Street. With Jordan. Yeah. With Jordan. Yeah. He helped uh, 
get that going apparently that's pretty crazy yeah he encouraged them he encouraged them to write his memoirs down and get it going so not only did um do does everybody know everything about tommy chong well we all know about jordan beaufort and the wolf of wall street as well thanks to tommy chong so oh the the feds have a lot to to be to answer yeah. for <laughs> no but yeah yeah no tommy he was born he's um He's Canadian. He was born in 1938 up in Alberta in Whoa. Canada. And he moved to Vancouver then when he was a young lad. Imagine how weed has changed since then. Oh, it'd be so different now, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. And so, I didn't know. Did 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 you guys know that Tommy was a, a musician before he, he became a comedian? Yeah, he's in a band. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I didn't know it for a fact, but I mean, I've seen some of his movies. He does does mess with it a little bit. Yeah, he was a good guitarist, guys. And like, uh-huh. in fairness, he, he was in a few. So bands. when was this? This was back in the what the uh, the. 50s this is back in the early sixties. Back in the early sixties, mm-hmm. you know. And like, it's it was serious. He he went on eventually, and they they formed a band called Bobby Tyler and the Vancouver's. They had a few good hits and everything. Like they had one very good hit, which was called "Does Your Mama Know About Me." And not only what then they had that that was in the top the top ten, but they had the Jackson Five were supporting them. So they, the Jackson Five were there opening act when they were touring this show. Oh why? Yeah, they um he went on then and then he got the sack from the band. Him and another guy got the sack, and um, for they missed Friday night rehearsals because they were. <laughs> and not only that, like how sad was for they got sacked because they were in the line to get a green card so that they could play the fucking show in the coming weeks down in the states <laughs> then from there he went on and it was then the infamous duo became Cheech and Chong Cheech and Chong man you've all seen Up in Smoke I hope if you haven't then you know you have to go and watch oh, yeah. Come on, classic star movie Oh, that is that is the stoner movie of stoner movies. That's uh, just that the the part that the best part, in my opinion, is when he throws the spliff out of the van at the border cross and it lands on the nun's lap. <laughs> that for me is just the pinnacle of that movie. But no, uh, actually, everybody has their own. It's got to be when the van's on fire and the motorcycle cop comes behind him and he'll <laughs> yeah. the only thing he wants is the hot dog. Yes, I already show was showing that clip to the other half there yesterday, and he was like, "Oh, I think I did see this movie before." <laughs> I still don't know who it is. Right. Okay, then, lads. So uh, right, we're going to move on to uh, robots. So pretty much, this is about. Seeds for a new grower, when you go to a seed bank like the Vault or you know any one of the big seed banks out there, you look around and it can be confusing to actually know what different seeds do. You'll, you'll see names like regulars or feminized autos, and it, it can seem intimidating and confusing at first, but it's really really basic if it's just broken down and made simple to you. So that's what we're going to try and do today so you can understand how seeds work a little more. So, anybody want to take this first? TG, you know a lot about seeds right now. Sure. Yeah, I guess uh, to start out, there's there's kind of, I guess, two general categories that I like to 
to uh, separate the, the plants into. There's photoperiod and auto flowering. So both of them, you'll, you can find like, for example, you can find both strains uh, like a Gorilla Glue or Pink Kush or anything in both versions usually. Um, there, the difference is in the growth style. So a photoperiod plant needs the grower, i.e. you, to uh, trigger it to start flowering by switching the, the light cycles from something like 18 hours of light and six hours of dark um, to a 12 hour light and a 12 hour dark cycle. And that triggers the plant to switch uh, the type of hormones it's producing, which triggers it to start flowering production. An auto flowering plant does the same thing, but it doesn't require the grower to induce that flowering. It just, like the name says, auto flowers and uh, begins flowering automatically. So you don't have to worry about switching the lights um, you can grow them outdoors in you know the summertime, which is what I have to do here in Saskatchewan because I don't have enough time to grow photo periods. Um, so yeah, there, there's pros and cons of growing both types. Um, of those types, you can get into the regulars like Mackie mentioned. All regular means is you get in both male and female at about a 50-50 ratio when you plant seeds. So for example, you plant four seeds, odds are you're gonna get two males and two females. Uh, feminized seeds uh, are just just that they're they're pretty much guaranteed to be female seeds through a little bit of genetic manipulation um, when the breeder makes the seeds so those ones will produce only female seeds and uh, and yeah I guess that's it and you can get like I say auto flowering has both regular and feminized as well as photo period yeah man it's a good explanation that's pretty much it really mm -hmm. you know Mackie, what do you grow more of, fems or regs? No, only fems. I don't do regulars at all because when you have a limited amount of space, you don't want to waste that space on male plants, you know? Yeah, so I agree. For, for most growers, uh, you know, especially Percy growers who's just growing for themselves, then feminized are going to be the best option yeah. because you're guaranteed, pretty much guaranteed, especially if you go with the good seed banks, you're pretty much guaranteed a female plant from that. Yeah, right. I Which, they you. can hurt me and you can have problems, okay. you know, and because light cycles can trigger the plant to hermaphrodite and grow male parts, and then you have seed in your buds. But that's not the case with autos so much because autos just can run on any light cycle and they'll flower by themselves after about four weeks. So it, regardless if you're getting light leaks or not, it's less likely to hurt me than a photo period plant. So the sort of safety there. Yeah. But, it, but photo period plants, they will produce more because you can veg them for as long as you need to, to fill the space right. you want to fill, you know? Mm -hmm. But autos are great, man. No, they're great to have in like, if you have two spaces, a veg tent and a flower tent, then you can have, you can start everything off in just a one meter space like four autos and four photo period. Mm -hmm. And as the plants get bigger, you move the photo period plants into a flowering room under 12-12 and you leave the autos in the veg room on 18-6. And mm -hmm. it's a nice cycle to have. And then the, the autos will come down before the photo period plants are done. Right. So you got a little harvest in the middle there. But. Yeah. 
I think I have to say, I, you know, I prefer, I, I think I prefer the photos myself. And I don't know, yeah. it, just, it doesn't produce any better cannabis for me. I mean, you can get yeah, autos right. these days that are just as good. People give autos I, a lot I, of shit, or they have. Yeah, mm. with the extra control on the photo. I mean, yeah, you, you can train it a little better. You can take your time with it and you can definitely get more more bang for your buck. But it does take yeah. a little longer to get there. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll take the time to get better. Oh. That that must be Zayn. That must be Zayn. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Hey. <laughs> the fucking microphone wasn't even plugged in, was it? I've got uh, my flipping headset plugged into the oh, flipping uh, mic lot. And I'm trying to shout down my speakers, man. Oh, oh Jesus. Maybe hook up your- the, the, the worst thing about it was I got halfway through my job today or three quarters way through my job and went to roll another flipping spliff and I, I didn't take oh, enough no. with me. Um, oh, yeah. Right, we're talking about seats, man. You want to jump in on that, Zian? What's your favourite to use, man? What, as in, as in, yeah. like, yeah, types of, or yeah. breeders, or what? I like, I like photos. I like yeah. photo femmes. I've got a bit of an issue. I've had a few autos. I've done a few autos from uh, a couple of the vault competitions on Percy's. Um, I've had a couple of autos off Mackey's, and I've always buggered them up because oh. I forgot they were autos. <laughs> you can't blame that on the seed. My brain does not function in two in two different time zones in terms of like this is that seed, this is that seed. I have to write on in big letters. Uh, auto. That's not the seed's hmm. fault, man. No, I know, I know, I know. I should give them a chance, but I like my photos because I can half kill them, and then yeah, I can sort yeah. them all out and get them nice and green. Yeah, you know, it's a good point, man. Yeah, you got less time that. with the auto. There's a certain time frame which you're going to be working with with an auto, yeah. say twelve weeks. And you yeah. can't extend that growth cycle. I don't work with Definitely me. a focus grow with an auto. You've got to get on it and get it going fast. Yeah. Yeah. If you... yeah I've got too much other things going on yeah. in my life to get on it. <laughs> See, that's why I like growing <laughs> autos. Autos are so handy. You yeah. throw one in and as they're going along, you can just pop another one in and just let them keep going because they'll always grow on an 18.6. Yeah, yeah, you can do perpetual. This is, this is one yeah. good thing. I like that thing. That's why I like them. What do you think, Monkey? What are you saying, man? Well, I mean, like I said, I, I, I prefer to grow photos. It just feels better. I don't know why. And, and I've only run three auto runs, and I'm on one now. And I do it because it's, I can get a quick turnaround, and, I, you know, I can fill up a, a jars real fast with autos. But yeah. something, I, don't, I just can't explain it other than say I just feel better when I'm, when I'm playing with photos. It just works better. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. yeah. But if you didn't know, if it was already in the jars, you wouldn't really be able to tell if it was an auto or photo period. Autos have yeah. come such a long way. And like I said, people give them a lot of shit, but those people have never obviously smoked a good or well-grown auto because there's yeah, it, there's good yeah. ones out there now for sure. Well, for me, well, the problem with an auto, if you're growing it, is you have to be right on your game from the very start because you've got three weeks and you've got, you've got to get those three weeks. You've got to get the roots down. You've got to get the nodes up. You've got to get it topped and you've got to get it done fast. So you yeah. don't have any time to wait for the plant. You've got to get that thing moving. Yeah. And hey. It can be a little difficult sometimes for a new grower to go ahead and, and goose one up that hard. That's true. And your training's a bit of a, a, a what's it as well. I'm a bit heavy handed with my no, training. No, Autos don't. don't like it. Stress, my, mine no, like it. You see, I'm, I am the kind of grower that just treats it as a cannabis plant. I, I consider the only thing different between a photo period plant and an auto is the light cycle. Everything else is the same. I top it, I train it, I transplant them, and I'll get three to four ounces off a off an auto mm-hmm. on a good day. You know, yeah. So I've never had any problems with them, man. I think they're fucking awesome. Well, back in the early days, say like, it was like eight years ago ish. 
I grew some uh, sweet mango and they were terrible. They were huge. They grew into fucking monstrous bushes, but they were so like sparse and they just laugh but everywhere, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, just the way it grew and it wasn't potent. It didn't smell great. It, it just grew big. That was the only good thing to it. Mm -hmm. And it weren't like the buds grew big, the plant grew big. But that was back in the day. And over time, it's, it's like, damn, man, Auto Colorado Cookies from Dutch Passion is one of my favorite strains, mm -hmm. you know, and that just takes 12 weeks. Put that in a fucking bucket of dirt and you're off, man, you know, <laughs> simple as that. And it's, yeah. it's phenomenal weed, just on autos. I agree. You know, give them a chance. If you want to run the lights for 18, six, then give autos a chance for like 12 weeks. But if you want to try and reduce the electricity bill, sort of, because it takes a bit longer. So the bills sort of add up in the end, but you'll use less energy when the lights are on 12, 12, obviously, especially if you're running in high wattage, like 600 watt lights. Then to run that on 12, 12 instead of 18, six is obviously cost effective. So that's all true. Good choice, man. That's it. you, it's, you know, it's all decisions that you have to make yourself, but it all depends on your circumstances and you know what your circumstances are best. So decide what seeds are going to be best for you. Feminized are going to be the way to go. Yeah, there's always a question we get on the forum is, is a lot of new growers will ask, what should I go for one or the other? And, you know, I, I can always answer either way because it just depends upon your skill and your equipment. Yeah. You know, See, I, I everybody's think in the long run, autos can really put out, put out some, some, uh, some grams, but I think oh, in the sure. long run though, if you veg it right, if you grow it white, I think you, for me, at least I, I feel like I can get more, um, harvest weight out of photos if i run them all year versus if i run autos all year but yeah i haven't you know i honestly haven't tried that i usually recommend when people are first getting into growing autos like in yeah just because, because they, they are just simple yeah you plant yeah. them and in the super soil situation that i run it's you know you don't have well not that cocoa is really any different in the sense of, of that uh, but yeah, you just, you literally just throw it in the dirt and you water it every day. And then in 90 yeah, days, if you're growing outdoors as well in living soil, you, you really do just plant the fucking seed yeah. and water it if it gets too dry yeah. and you, you'll have a decent harvest of pocket mm -hmm. weed, you know, sure. easy in 12 weeks, you know, and it doesn't yeah. matter about light leaks. And, and if you plant it now, you know, mm -hmm. it will still do its thing in 12 weeks. Might get a bit cold towards the end, but You've been like, it'll still do it. You know, here in Canada, we get four plants and, uh, two ounces of plant every four months, that's, that's a half a pound. And for your average smoker, that's, that's a lot of weed, you know, like, yes, it is <laughs> for somebody who smokes a lot, like, or makes a ton of extracts or edibles, maybe they need a bit more, but um, a half a pound every three months, like eight ounces. That's, that's a substantial back in my early black market days. I wouldn't have ever dreamed of that amount. There's no way, you know, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. You know, those people who, who haven't decided that they want to grow their own yet, you know, the amount of cannabis you will grow will last you a long time and save you a lot of money. And it prevents you going out to the black market if you're living in a place where it's illegal. And, you know, you put yourself at risk when you do that. And you don't know what the product is that you're buying. It could be treated with anything. Is it? We have that discussion with Danny Danko you know, yes. dur during the interview. Yes. But it's much safer to grow your own in many ways, man. In many Absolutely. ways. And, and, I, and I get so much of a better product out of it so yeah. much yeah even from legally grown dispensary of cannabis homegrown just beats it so much but it's suited to your own needs and it yeah yeah you i mean because i grew it the way i wanted it to be yeah yeah it's my it's my medicine for my needs so does anybody else have anything to add about regs fems well let's just explain regs as well because regular seeds are just like 
the natural form of cannabis seed. And they'll be 50% male and 50% female. Yeah. So the, these are popular if uh, you want to breed cannabis because you'll be looking for good traits in certain plants. And then you can cross them together, the male and the female with the pollen and get new seeds. Mm-hmm. But, uh, with feminized seeds, they're both of the parents. Both of the plants used to make them seeds are both females. But they're treated with a uh, colloidal silver, is it called? Yeah. So, uh, and that will that will make the female plant grow male parts, but it doesn't change the genetics of the plant. It just makes the female plant grow male flowers. So that will produce pollen that's genetically female. And that's used to pollinate the female plant, which hasn't been sprayed with silver. And that will create seeds where both parents are female. And that's how they get the the feminized genetics. Sometimes it can be done with hermaphrodites as well, but that's more difficult. It takes a longer process. Yes, yeah, for, for new growers, I would definitely say for, for brand new growers, stay away from the regs if you possibly can, because that's just yeah. one more thing you have to deal with. Does anybody want to explain how the autoflowers came along with the Ruderalis? Anybody want to take that? Well, I just I don't know too, too much about the, the history, but I know Joint Doctor had a lot to do with that, introducing uh, Lowrider. It's, uh, it's, it's a different... Ruderalis, it's spread with. It's a type of cannabis, like this cannabis indica, yeah, cannabis yeah. sativa, right. oh, yeah, cannabis yeah, yeah, ruderalis. And that uh, grows more up in the northern hemisphere. Sure. Uh, northern uh, Russia, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't yeah. it bound somewhere? Yeah. And they've crossed that with, with uh, normal cannabis strains. And after a while, they've got this autoflowering genetics. Yeah, I think right now, only thing they're trying to get off of that ruderalis plant is just that autoflower gene. They're trying to yeah. almost erase everything else. That's right, because it doesn't produce a lot of flower, and it's a short plant as well. It's really short, ruderalis. It don't grow very big. So o- over the years, they've improved it, you know, massively. You can still get the old lowrider, which is you know kind of similar to the, what the, they first started with. And if you wanted to see what it would look like, but it's not something that most people grow for any specific reason other than nowadays. I think it's more of an oddity than than you know a serious crop. I know breeders You're like just it. using it for breeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's breeding. good for breeding. That's true. I, I didn't even account for that, but I'm. It's super fast and super short, so that's those are two desired traits usually uh, that autoflower growers like. Well, some mm-hmm. autoflowers. But um, yeah, fast, fast is important for a lot of right. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, when it comes to growing seeds, I just kind of treat everything as a photo if I'm not sure what the seed oh, is. Because sure. yeah. I, I have, I'm growing out a snowboard out there now. I don't know if it's an auto. I don't know if she's a photo. I know it's mm. fair. It's hundred percent feminine, fem, uh, uh, female. Mate, you can be sure it's a cannabis plant, man. So just keep rolling like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you do. Yeah, if you do it, the, if you do it the way you know, it will flower. So just go with it. Oh, she's doing a nice job on it too. It, yeah, it really is. I've seen the diary. That's, that's yeah. a nice looking. Actually, I have to really update it. I've been really, really bad lately with updating mm. diaries. I did busy, even... busy, busy, man. You know. Yeah, it's it's. You see, it was grand when Corona kicked in, and before the Corona, it was okay <laughs> because I worked in the office, so I was able to tap away and kind of hide in behind my desk. But I'm out doing all the work now, so it's fucking hard to do anything. Oh wow. Mm. Mission, mate. At least we get to chill on a Sunday and have these discussions, man. Yeah, yeah that's the best best day of the week, man. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's turning into yeah. me that way. That's it. I'm looking forward to Sunday every week now. Usually it was just a slow, boring day, but I'm like, yes, I'm homegrown, man. Love this shit. And especially next week, lads. 
You know? Sunday's just become one of them stressful days. <laughs> no, it's stressful, but it's a fun, stressful, you know. <laughs> no, somebody keeps stressing me out on the other end yeah, of the flipping yeah, phone. Yeah, or yeah the I, get end of well, I get that as well, mate. I get that as well, mate. Have you got? Yeah. Have you done? Have you... <laughs> well, listen, at least I'm yeah, not asleep true. this time. So if, you well, if you would remember to plug the headset in next time, I think you'd be a little less stress. Exactly. <laughs> I, will, I, see, oh, I can't even understand how it became open from the wrong hole. Yeah. It's very strange. Ah, <laughs> uh, right the wrong then. hole. I, 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 I heard it too, but I wouldn't want to say it. Yeah. You know, go, that's the basics of seeds, really, pretty yeah. much everything you need to know. So you from the obviously get feminized if you're only just starting out and decide whether you want a photo period plant or auto flowering. And then you've just got to decide which strain you want. And we can help you out there as well because. Every week we do a section called Strain of the Week. Just pick any one of those and you'll be happy with it. This week, let's move on to Strain of the Week. Ah, What's it going to be? This week, the Strain of the Week. Let's talk about something that kind of changed the, the face of cannabis when this one came out. This one came out in 1994, and it came from Greenhouse Seeds in Amsterdam. And I'm talking about something that's famous. It's called White Widow. Ooh. Everybody knows White Widow if you've been around cannabis for a while and, and it's available just about anywhere you go. It's a really, really good, easy to grow plant and it feels really hot. Yeah, man, White Widow, I, I, I think I remember when it first came out, but it was way back in the early days of my smoking time, man, a long time ago. Yeah, it was 94, yeah, it came out. It was greenhouse seeds and it, was, it, was, it became... Like, Back before then, you basically were looking at things just like Northern Lights, and this was a, like a, a groundbreaking strain when it came out. It was like so heavy covered in trichomes, that that's why it's got its name, was. because uh. properly grown, the strain will turn almost solid white when it's ready to go. It's got these really, really long, really, really sticky trichomes that, that uh, just completely cover the buds. Beautiful stuff. Now, the yeah, I love the real peppery taste uh, to it as well. A game changer. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of true that's what everybody mm. says but when i grew it i didn't get the pepperiness on it what i grew i got a lot a little bit more linalool myrcene uh and, and even a little bit of lemon in there so I'm, i mean i know there's a lot of phenos in there mine tasted I, like I, I was smoking on some today um <laughs> this is age nine months it's beautiful stuff and uh i, I always keep a little extra um, just in the back of the cupboard for special occasions and since we were talking about it today why not but it's a beautiful beautiful string yeah, and the strain yeah, actually, this was, uh, this, this was used for a lot, a lot of offshoots. You're going to find White Widow in a bunch of different lineages down there. But, you know, the first ones came off with things like White Rhino and White Russian and, and the White. But all of those things were just heavy, heavy, heavy uh, resin producers and just so, so tasty. I love every, every one of them. So, is everybody here growing White Widow? I have Monkey, you have it, yeah? Yeah, I, and that I is that, uh, Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow is actually, uh, yeah, that's actually yeah, made cool. by the same people who actually bred White Widow. Do you know they the left his, the his... greenhouse seeds and went yeah. to Mr. Nice Seeds where they recreated White Widow with the same uh, parents, but it was called Black Widow because they lost the rights to the name. I've heard the opposite, man. No way. I think the greenhouse was the one, I've heard greenhouse was the one who jacked Mr. Nice. Oh, you know, I don't know how true that's. Every, every stuff argument, is, but... yeah, every argument has <laughs> so uh, two different sides, and it's one of those things. But yeah, it was it was bred by greenhouse seeds. Some people yeah. left greenhouse seeds, and then after that happened, it's, they split up, formed Mr. Nice Seed Bank, recreated the strain, yeah. and called it Black Widow, and then relaunched it again. 
And Black Widow's got a huge following. The guy's name is Shanti Baba, and uh, Howard Marks yes. was Mr. Nice, yes. who is also involved. Yes. Um, yeah, there was there was a big. I'm like I say, I'm not privy to the the details, but there, there was a big a big thing back in the '90s when that happened. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Neville Neville Schoenmaker. I don't know if anybody's aware or heard of Neville's Haze, one of the most famous. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was made by the same guys who made the Black Widow, White Widow after they mm -hmm. slid too so i don't know there's, there's a lot of like lore and stuff behind that that i like i say i just read the stories but um i personally will grow black widow i won't grow it spartan is actually giving us the proper historic references on how it was how it was bred oh, in the, nice. chat. the original brazilian sativa mother and south indian indica dominant fa hybrid father with him to recreate the world-renowned White Widow Seeds. Yeah, it was in my notes, but I didn't quite get to it. But thank you, Spartan. I really do appreciate it, bro. Um, it's good to know, actually. Good stuff. But, yeah, man. Yeah. First off the blocks. But, you know, good the, to be able um, to see chat on the screen. I like that. Strain is available on autos nowadays, as well as, well as uh, FEMS and regs. So, I mean, as, if you if you want to try it, yeah. there's really no, no reason not to try it. It's not a particularly stinky strain when you grow it, either. And it, it feeds extremely lightly. It, it, you, you just, you know, just keep, keep the feed light yes. and she'll do yeah. beautiful for you. Yeah, I'm planning on doing up a SOG of yeah. uh, maybe five or six different strains. So I might throw that in with a damn monkey. Oh, it's real easy to grow, man. It would do well in a scrog. But growing five or six different uh, strains isn't going to be easy, mate. If one takes a lot less food than the other, you're going to be mixing up different food oh, for different plants. Ah, there it goes. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be a bad idea. There. That could be a way of doing that's up, and I could yeah. make up the it same. Um, the sip that that container that Spartan uses, that looks so fucking yeah. so handy. Spartan last week. Yeah. Great ideas, lads. Great yeah, ideas. Let's move, Let's move on. on. Yeah, man. So it is the interview time. So we explained earlier on in the show, we had an uh, interview with Danny Danko this week. And Danny Danko is a former editor of Cultivation, a High Times magazine, and is a judge on uh, on many of the cannabis cups that happened in the last 20 years. He's been part of most of them. He has his own podcast called Grow Budget Yourself. He'll give you all the links and everything in the interview. But this guy has lived the life, man. It's like just meeting people, smoking the best weed with the most famous stoners he in the was world, man. He's so legendary guy, talking to and he Danny knows his that. shit. You know, time we had to sit down there, it felt like you were sitting down with an old friend, just you know, enjoying a bowl and sharing stories. Yeah, he was the dude, he was the greatest man. Uh, oh yeah, he changes, right, guys, he changes cool even guy, the way you look at weed, the way you, the way you even smoke it. Um, yeah. nah, that's cool. It mm. was, it was a, a lot of fun, a lot of respect, big big respect, Danny. Yeah, man. So, without further ado. However you say those outdated English words, we should move on to the interview. So hope you enjoy everybody. We'll be around afterwards. Enjoy. That would not have been that way five years ago. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's also been a surge in interest in people growing their own and home grow and and people ordering grow tents and, and, you know, I've seen sales of my book actually uh, go up, you know, uh, because it's a beginner grow book. 
Um, actually, I have one right here. <laughs> awesome. Plug the book. Tell us about the book, man. It's a grow. It's a it's a grow book. Yeah, it's a grow book for beginners. It came out in September of 2018. Um, actually, my publisher is in the UK. It's uh, Octopus, which is a division of Hachette uh, in the UK. And uh, uh, but it, it's actually now it's printed in in the states uh, in Newburyport, Mass. But uh, yeah, it's it's just it's meant for beginners. It's really easy to understand. You know, illustrations and uh, big le- you know big letters and. I really tried to make it so a grandmother could grow her own, you know, if she was interested. That's what we try to do as well. Keep it as simple as possible so people don't get intimidated. Yeah, I think you have a higher chance of success in your first grow, especially if you just stay with the basics. Just grow a plant. That's all we need to do. Nothing fancy. So you, I've seen your book is on Amazon. that You can buy it from your website as well. Uh, yeah, it's on Amazon. And I, I sometimes I sell it on eBay. Uh, if people want to buy it directly from me, they can always contact me through any of my social media um, or they could email me directly. Actually, it's dvinkovetsky, D-V-I-N-K-O-V-E-T-S-K-Y at gmail.com. That's my email, but uh, any of my social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, any one of those will work as well. Fantastic. Okay, listeners, it has no excuse now. So tell me something about this this wonderful job of yours, selecting the top ten strains of the year. How did you? How in the world does somebody land that position? Yeah, um, Where do I apply, Mr. Danko? Well, when I started uh, working at High Times, you know, I, I was answering the phone and breaking down boxes and things like that. I I just wanted to get my foot in Got the door. Um, but at the same time, I was growing mm-hmm. uh, my own and and for other people that worked there and stuff. Um, so you know, when the, actually what happened was. Uh, Kyle Cushman moved uh, in 2004, around 2004, he moved uh, to California from New York and, and gave up his job as the cultivation reporter. Uh, and I took over that job, um, you know, having uh, been in college at BU and, and learning how to write and, and all that, and also knowing how to grow uh, two kind of specific uh-huh. skills that not, not everybody can always combine. Right. At the time, especially at the, right time. At the time. Yeah, especially at the time. And um, so I kind of took over, started writing uh, grow articles and, and, and becoming the cultivation reporter uh, and then writing about strains. So around that time I did, you know, um, strain of the year, I think in 2004 and then 2005, right. I started uh, top 10 uh, rather, rather than just choosing one. Right. Um, and there weren't in any specific order, but they were just strains that either won the cannabis cup or think, you know, we're making a lot of, noise that year or you know uh any you know a lot of different criteria uh choosing them but uh, Uh it's a lot of fun and you know a lot of it a lot of it was because i was going to the cannabis cup in amsterdam at the time and also traveling to you know vancouver british columbia uh, northern california oregon places like that and so i just had access to a lot of different strains and and growers and uh you know just kind of kept my ear to the scene into the street of what was you know popular uh and so yeah that's really how it, how it came about and then you know year after year you're gaining more and more knowledge and experience and meeting more and more people um so yeah and then at some point i started the seed bank hall of fame as well uh yeah right and, i heard and, about that you know one. that was really because so many people were asking me you know who are the reputable seed banks that was your first book as well right you wrote a book mm-hmm. about strains right Right. In 2011, I did a, mm-hmm. a official high times field guide to marijuana strains. 
a little bit dated now. Oh, yeah, years old. it's changed a lot in ten years. Yeah, yeah, big time. I'd love to revise that book. You know, do it, step. do it, Danny, do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that same year is when I started my podcast of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. That's what I was listening to mm-hmm. many years ago, many, many yeah, years awesome. ago, a long time, that's man. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's yeah. awesome. And and you know, we we were really happy to put that out because it was free to the public and, and a way to spread information uh, about growing and, and interview some of my heroes and, and idols in the industry as well. Like I'm doing now. Is it <laughs> yeah, yeah, for exactly. sure. And, you know, at the time you don't even realize, you know, since then some of these people have passed and, you know, those shows have become, uh, you know, a, a document of that, of their existence. And, and so I, I think, you know, uh, Subcool and Dr. Lester Grinspoon and yeah, all just these people. Recently. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, and and so you don't realize it at the time, but but uh, it, it 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 has ripples that that go beyond, and and really, people have told me, you know, that, that it helped them through their grows, and it just it, it's a nice feeling to know that you know you you have some sort of an impact and and spread the love of this amazing flower because yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's a it's a healing flower. We're not talking about a narcotic or a drug or, you know, it's a, it's a yeah, healer. It's pretty, pretty, um, yeah, it's pretty harmless if you really want to look at it that way. If it's used properly, mm-hmm. it's a good medicine. And it's, 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 uh, it does help more Absolutely. people than it hurts. Uh, unfortunately, our government just had to, had to make it the evil thing that it right. was. You know, it's not a good thing. So I'm going to get back to your the top 10 strains. I want to ask you, is there anything promising this year that we need to be looking at? <laughs> well, you know, I don't work at High Times anymore. I actually have a new venture that uh, that I'm working on. I, I, I also have another podcast, Grow Bud Yourself Now. Uh, I changed the name because yeah. that was the High Times name. Uh, so now it's Grow Bud Yourself. Um, same feed, you know, and all that. And uh, recently linked up with these guys uh, from the Northwest Leaf. Uh, magazine and so they have uh, Northwest Leaf, uh, they have Oregon Leaf, California Leaf, Alaska Leaf, and Maryland Leaf so far. And now we've teamed up to start mm-hmm. uh, Northeast Leaf, which is the eight states of the Northeast US. Um, and we're going to print our first issue in September. And I don't know if I'll revise, you know, the top ten strains, but as far as strains that, you know, there's. There's strains that are like very hyped up, like runts and cookies and things like that. That are that are very right. good good strains. Right. Uh, I you know I like the sort of you know more head heady sativas. Uh, personally, uh, I love a gassy indica as well. You know, depending uh, and the popular ones lately for me were um, the Mac Miracle Alien Cookies um, from Capulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like you know just ridiculous and gmo there's one called gmo it's not actually genetically modified but uh but it's called gmo and it's right. it's like rank it's almost offensive the smell of it uh, <laughs> i've yeah, heard about it's, these it's new like, terpenes yeah the ones that yeah, almost smell like, like death uh, it's weird it's like garlicky it, it's it's got a real distinct smell to it and the concentrates that are made from it are even more so where you smell them and you're like ooh, but uh very potent very strong and that kind of thing grows on you you know it's kind of like blue cheese or one of those things mm. where mm. the first time yeah. you try okay. it you're like i don't like oh, i, I personally it. don't like blue cheese but i love it man um, it's one of my favorites <laughs> but there's certain things that you know these certain acquired tastes uh and i think the gmo i would classify in that category and i do remember back in the day you know mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s there was a 
uh, a thing called garlic bud. A guy named Pres- Professor Afghani here in New York was growing it, and it was it had that garlicky kind of mm-hmm. um, you know onion garlic kind of smell to it that was yeah you know, very different from from the fruity and gassy uh, kind of terpene uh, profiles that we're used to. Um, so yeah, there's those, and then of course there's like uh, you know so many different you know phenotypes of the runts and of the cookies and of all these different uh, popular strains of it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I love them all. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I even uh, blue yeah, dream well. and, and things like that, that people love mm. to hate on. I mean, See, you know, I like blue a, dream as well. Uh, yeah, I, I like a, anything blue. I do. I'm just, there's a, I'm, I'm not much on blue dream myself. <laughs> I understand you. Right. There's a strain for everything and every, exactly, yeah. everybody. Yeah, there is. Know. I just like every weed. There's no <laughs> weed that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and hash and yeah. too, you know. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the things you guys uh benefit from that we don't is uh the imports, you know, the 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 Moroccan and the uh, Lebanese and Afghan, like the real uh you know, land race hashish that's made in, in you know co- countries that have had that tradition for thousands of years. And there's something to those that that's just you know I love a good uh, BHO or a rosin or um, you know solventless extract, but uh, but I don't know. There's something about you know the real you know Nepalese temple ball hash and mm-hmm. uh, you know that's. <laughs> I can remember some um, Middle East hash in the, in the '80s coming through and stuff. Yeah, and it was way different than the stuff yeah. you get nowadays. Uh, something about that old school tradition of how to make it. I, I'm not yeah. an expert on hash, yeah. but it was I good. remember hearing about uh, from the UK. Oh, the that's bar. terrible hash. <laughs> yeah. so that's bad hash, right? That's yeah, got, oh, no. That's so bad. That, that's, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's got goat shit and stuff in it. The plastic bags, I swear. I've burned a little bit of soap bar off before, and there's been plastic bags in it. Uh, like, uh, and when you put the light to it, it sets fire, wow. and the fire don't go out. No, and that we bad? smoked that for yeah. years. Yeah, that can't be good. But you've got to do what you've got to do, man. You're massively experienced in, like, strains of weed. You must have tried so many. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lost count. Any, <laughs> yeah, anyone I've seen, I've tried. Uh, and I've seen a, a lot, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that there's more out there. That's why I love, uh, you know, people popping seeds and finding, you know, doing pheno hunts and finding new things because uh, variety is a spice of life. Very true. You know. you- <laughs> Yeah. Um, Danny, you you have you have smoked with some of the greatest. Who who is the best that you have smoked with? Who who did you have to sit down and have the best best time with? Wow, uh, man, that's that's a tough one. I, uh, <laughs> I've had some amazing times for sure. A lot of hip hop artists and reggae artists, uh, um, people from you know the the acting world and, and uh, musicians. Uh, but really, I would say, you know, people like Dr. Lester Grinspoon or Jack Herrer, uh, wow. you know, Den- Dennis, Dennis Perone, you know, maybe maybe not quite as as famous, but but the stories that they tell and, and the uh, knowledge that they impart um, really just amazing. But, you know, you just yeah, have sir- conversations with them guys must have been amazing, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Redman stands out, too, for me, the, the yeah. hip hop artist. He is a real true believer. He could have profited from from cannabis he could have his own strain and his own dispensary and this that he just wants to do it right he doesn't want to you know he he knows all about um you know cannabinoids and 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 medicinal effects and all of that so he to me is uh you know i kind of classify people 
as true believers, you know, and you can kind of tell when they're true <laughs> believers, you know, kind of everyday smokers that, that um, really care about the plant and about, you know, um, all the, the benefits and, and, you know, the activism side of things. And there's nothing wrong with making money, you know, yes. I mean, like the, that's the truth. And, um, but I think, you know, I think he, he's one of the, one of the ones who surprised me as far as uh, his, uh, you know, uh, his love of cannabis and his knowledge about it. Um, so, you know, but I uh, got, I, I could name a lot of names because uh, so <laughs> there, there's been I'll some bet. fun times. I, I got to be one time on a, a, a at Bonnaroo on a tour bus with uh, uh, Damian Whoa. Marley and Cypress Hill. So all of them Whoa. And, 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 and their whole, you know, entourage, they're oh, meeting, meeting for the first time, you know, uh, them also meeting each other for the first time performing and then coming back and smoking. And, um, you know, that was definitely one of those experiences that was early on for me too, in 2004 or three. Uh, and I just, I remember just looking around thinking like, I never thought, I never thought I would be, you know, in a situation like this. You know, and, started uh, off just packing yeah. stuff in the office of high times, man. And right. now he's killing me Cypress Hill on the bus. What? What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mail room to the top floor in one <laughs> shot. Mate, that's his story. Yeah. yeah, and you know, the first time I went over to Amsterdam in the in the nineties and and got to meet all the breeders over there was really an amazing thing too because you know I'd been growing uh, some of their strains and then to get to meet them and talk about the strains and you know pick up some some pointers and even some genetics and things like that was uh, that was really an eye opener for me. One of those moments where. Um, you know, there's no looking back, you know, you're dedicated at that point to the plant. And uh, so that was exciting too. Uh, but I meet people from all walks of life. I've met veterans uh, with tears in their eyes that told me that cannabis saved their life. Uh, you know, I've met people who have had issues with opiates and, and alcohol and things like that, and who uh, replaced those things in their life with cannabis and, and really added years to their life and saved their life. And yeah, those, sure. those moments are, those moments are just as meaningful as any celebrity that I've met you know it's it, it, it's it's nice to meet those people and it, it's 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 an honor uh, but you know th there's plenty of people who no one's ever heard of that are amazing uh, smoking yeah. companions as well very cool <laughs> excellent attitude excellent <laughs> beautiful so your new podcast you see you've on episode 12 or something yeah, we're on episode 12, right? Uh, we just put it out yesterday uh, and we're doing it weekly, you know, dropping Thursday evenings uh, nice. with the episodes. And I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm working on this new magazine, Northeast Leaf, uh, which I'm very excited about as well. Um, so it's like, you know, for a while I was kind of, you know, not knowing what I was going to do from, from, you know, being let go from high times because of the COVID, you know, you know, I basically was furloughed, you know, the, um, it's everybody's struggling right now, obviously financially yeah. because of this. So it wasn't anything personal mm -hmm. and I, I don't take it personal and I wish them all the best. Mm -hmm. I, uh, it's just our paths, you know, parted ways. And, uh, you know, so that's why, you know, I started up back up the podcast, uh, with a different name. Uh, and that gave me kind of something to do for a little while. And, uh, that got, you know, more and more exciting to me and then partnering up with, uh, the leaf nation, in order to put out these magazines is, is just got me like amped and excited uh, 
to be back in print media. And the other exciting thing is it's a free magazine. So uh, we charge our advertisers to reach people, but we don't charge the people. And I think that's a much better model in this day and age. Because even millennials who you think may not be interested will grab one and pick it up and read it. So if we have a U.S. listener that would like to get a hold of that free magazine, where would they find that? Well, they go to neleafmag.com, and that has links to uh, our press release, our Instagram, and uh, ways to contact us if you're interested in subscribing, if you're interested in being a distributor, if you're interested in advertising. Do you still um, do any growing, Danny? You know, it's been a little while just because of all the travel. Um, but now that I'm home and I'm not traveling so much, I am, you know, considering uh, just popping up a little four by four tent, you know, and just hand watering some plants in, in containers. Real simple. Uh, I just wrote a chapter actually, literally just turned it in for Ed Rosenthal's new, uh, new book. And it's the keep it simple garden, keep it simple. Instead of keep it simple, stupid, I called it the keep it simple system. Because <laughs> no. I, I, I didn't want to <laughs> use the word stupid, but I, I, the keep it simple I, want, I wanted to do. And it's basically the same thing. It's just get yourself a tent that one person can put up and take down. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you can buy it as a kit with the lighting included and everything. Don't get the complicated hydro system, you know, rip that out of there. Uh, don't purchase that. Just throw some five gallon or 10 gallon containers in there and hand water them. And, you know, every three months you can have a quarter pound, half pound, maybe even a pound of, of flowers um, that, you know, everything that went into it, all the, you know, whether there was pesticides or, you know, another thing I'm always railing about is overfeeding. I think, you know, 99% of growers overfeed their plants and that's myself yeah. included. Mm. Um, I would, I would definitely admit I have yeah, done that. Yeah. Yes. If you see the burnt leaf tips, I mean, even in high times, you can see it even in the centerfolds, there's these little burnt tips on the leaves. And yep. that's, that's a sure yep. sign, uh, at least that you've gone over the, over the limit. You know, you haven't, you're not going to kill your plants. You're not going to destroy the buds. But, you know, there's a little bit of excess uh, nutrient salts. And, and, and oh, a little bit more than she exactly. needed. And it builds up right? In, especially in these containers. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm always telling people, you know, use less than recommended until you see, you know, some, a little bit of, you know, green turning a little lighter color, and then you can bump it up. You know, you can always bump it up, but it's very difficult to, to take it out. Well, you, a, it's a quote you see around Percy's often, you know, it's easier to fix an underfed yeah. plant than it is to fix an overfed one. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. We're all and, about that. And, you know, and the lightly fed plant is, you know, then, then you don't have to flush, you know, the way that people have to flush yeah. as much. Uh, you can flush, but you, you don't, it's not, if you overfeed for, you know, eight weeks or 10 weeks and then you flush for a week or two, it's not going to flush it all out. Yeah, so, sure. so right. yeah, I'm all, I'm very big on, on lightly feeding plants. And so, you know, that you've lightly fed it, you know, what strain it is and you know that you had fun growing it you know and it's the most important the, thing man. And, yeah it's fun and there's no no feeling like creating your own cannabis you know it's modern day out it's <laughs> modern day there is you know smoking your own cannabis <laughs> exactly there you go <laughs> <laughs> smoking yeah. your first homegrown oh, that is it yeah. That's absolutely the ultimate rush. i still to remember me, it man to me it's a it's it's modern day alchemy because you know you're turning <laughs> soil and seed and, and light and air Raw in, materials into, into gold. Product. Into gold. Yes. Yeah. You're spinning lead into gold. Pretty much gold. No. It's only a recent one for me as well, lads. Sure, I only I got my first mm. harvest again in yeah. when was it? Back in January. That was my first harvest for geez for nearly fifteen years, nearly twenty yeah, years it's not very long, is it? or more. 
Wow. Oh, I love it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. It's Absolutely. a great feeling. Yeah, it is. And that's what we want to turn everybody on to. And that's what this whole, the whole podcast is about high on homegrown. That's what we want to do. High on just encourage people to grow their own. As you said, Danny, you know, it's safer. You know, what's gone into it. There's no pesticides and it's so much cheaper in the long run. And your money isn't falling into the hands of criminals in the black market for, for the guys who grow illegally. You know, if you're giving to dispensaries, yeah. then it's falling into the hands of the criminals in the, in the, in, in the in system politics. yeah well well it's also it's a, a, a any any kind of cannabis cultivation is a political act because you're creating uh you know a, a peaceful weapon for mm-hmm. our side you know what i mean and so yeah. uh the more cannabis that exists, the, the harder it is for them to stop us. And yeah. the, high, the higher the quality and the higher the, the, the vibration that, that's felt by everybody who consumes it. And, uh, and they, that, they just can't stop it. It's, it's a peaceful revolution. And we are peaceful warriors in that mm-hmm. revolution as growers. Whether, you know, whether they know it or not, you are still uh, committing a political act. By, by cultivating cannabis. We and, just uh, had a fantastic political protest for um, to try legalize cannabis here in Ireland, Danny. Um, it was only last week. There was nearly 2,000 people turned up to smoke up in the park. It's, it was basically on the on the, the front lawn of the Irish president's house. Uh, and yeah, and unfortunately, our media completely blanked it. We got about a 10 second clip on the national media it was absolutely disgraceful and so many people turned up from all over ireland and it was yeah especially in covid because we're still in lockdown measures here in ireland and there was big social distance and guidelines everything was fantastic that's great that's great i hope i hope it made it out on social media and you know on social media did thankfully that's all we've got to rely on nowadays yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we are we are the media at this point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, it is our voice. Yeah. Correct. Social media is but, ours. You know, I think Ireland could benefit greatly from from legalization. The, all you know, Hugely. all of the the whole of the UK. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know, of course, Howard Marks from Wales. Yes. <laughs> the great, the great Howard. <laughs> Mr. Marks. Nice himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I got to meet him a few times over. over wow. Nice. Oh. <laughs> great guy. Uh, great stories. <laughs> I'll bet. Have you, you've met Snoop Dogg too, right? I have. I have met Snoop. He's, cool, he's man. Nice Big guy. fan of Snoop Dogg. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a warrior for the cause, for sure. Does he and, really uh, smoke as much as he says? <laughs> yeah, he's got a professional, he's got a, a personal blunt roller <laughs> yeah. on, on his staff. That's you know, right. pays him like 50 uh, grand a year yeah. or something. <laughs> right, right. You know, some guys have a chef or, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah, just well, he, he did. He did cook with Martha Stewart. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and she knows how to roll a joint. Too. I did like the interview. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's, a, she's a, an occasional smoker. Apparently, there's so many people who keep it hidden. You know, right? Well, she's hip, and I don't. She's pretty open about it. She said she she knows how to roll a joint, and she does those things. You know, mixed brownies <laughs> with Snoop, and she's been to jail. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, she's cool. I don't want to be stereotypical, but I could just see a Martha Martha uh, Stewart roll joint with a little ribbon around it and all pretty placed <laughs> on the door and everything. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know why that just cut pops yeah. in my mind, but the first thing she said when she got out of jail was, "There's way too many women in jail for uh, nonviolent drug crimes. There's people who are in jail even in Colorado and California and 
you know, Washington State, places where it's it's legal to grow and people are becoming millionaires, and at the same time, you know, people are in jail for the exact same thing and and crazy. It's really you know it's really crazy. And um, is there any sign of the sentences being expunged? Yes, uh, some states have have been okay. working on it, and and you know even California they expunged a bunch of people's cases. They let they they're slowly but surely working on it, but it, you know it's it's every day is too much. You know it should happen yesterday. Yeah. And so it's this has been going on for decades. It's going to take a while to undo. Absolutely. Unfortunately, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You know, honestly, we talked uh, earlier about New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey, and I think if those three states go. Uh, the federal government can no longer ignore it. They have to make some type of a change. And we're hoping, you know, nicotine and alcohol, these aren't things that are on any schedule, um, but they're far, far worse for anybody than, than cannabis. So I don't want it to be like Valium or like, you know, um, a controlled substance. You know, obviously, you know, we don't want it getting in the hands of children yeah, unless, yeah. unless they are patients themselves. And, um, you know, if people, if there's the occasional person who has an issue with, you know, it becoming habit forming and they need, you know, it's, it's not helpful for them, you know, they can get their help for, for that. But, you know, we don't want people thrown in jail. We don't want people thrown into rehab just because they're trying to avoid jail. And we just, you know, we want to be treated like cannabis consumers and not criminals. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting there slowly, but it can't happen quick enough for me because, you know, I've been at this for 25 years and people have have been at it for longer many other people um unfortunately some people and, have and died already trying to exactly. make this happen and we, yeah it's, we're still we working that it. fight going in their name you know and for me you know the important things number one is releasing the prisoners and expunging the records number two preserving home grow because some of these states that are going legal are you you are required to purchase at a dispensary and i don't i think you know, we need a level playing field. We need to have farmers markets and co-ops and places for the the mom and pops yeah. to compete to compete against the dispensaries. You don't have to close the dispensary, and if people want to go there, that they're perfectly fine to do that. But I want to purchase my cannabis at a farmers market in a nice glass jar from a farmer that I know and trust that's local, organically grown, safely processed, exactly. the whole right, thing. And yeah. Quality craft cannabis that's cured and smooth. Yeah. If there's one thing I've learned in all my travels, and I've seen grow rooms from closets to you know hundreds of thousands of square feet, uh, the bigger you grow, the harder it is to grow something of quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that that small batch, you know, farmer is going to almost always have a better product than someone growing in big warehouses and greenhouses that are miles long. Uh, it's just, it's just a fact of, of, you know, how it's done. And I, that's the people I want to get my product from. I don't want to purchase cannabis from Monsanto or Marlboro or, you know, hmm, Budweiser yeah. or any, you know, I want to get it from the, the, the couple with the farm with, with the, you know, living soil and, uh, you know, that improves on their soil year after year with beneficial bacteria and microbes and that, that you know, sun-grown, um, like, that kind of thing. Like you want to buy it like it's a fine wine. Right, exactly. And I'll pay, the, mm. I'll pay extra for it, you know. That's, exactly. And I, I think there's a lot Why of not? other people just like me. And so we want to preserve, we want to free the prisoners, preserve home grow. And when all this COVID shit is over, we want to have social use where we can get together 
and consume, you know, not maybe we won't be passing each other joints. Uh, I'll have my joint. I'll True. have my joint. You'll have your joint. It was like that for me can... before COVID, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the roster way. That's the roster way, you know. I roll. I, it's becoming I'll more roll one for way, me yeah. and you roll one for you and we'll we'll consume. You know, I always love the circle and the passing and all yeah, that, but that, yeah, that's probably nice, it. Man. That's probably not going to happen. It's not happening thing. anymore. Sharing a no. bond with somebody. It's not happening. Yeah, not happening. So, so things will be different, but we still want to be social and get together, even if it's distanced. Uh, and we need places to do that. Just like people who drink have bars and, you know. Very uh, true. People who smoke have their cigar, you know, humidor rooms and things. Yes. That's Wine caves. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. You know, we want our, 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 our version of that. And, um, you know, I want veterans and, and seniors to have access to medical marijuana at, 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 at almost no cost, if any cost. Now, that's mm-hmm. why I called my show Free Weed, because I found that the more that I gave away, the more came back to me and the less and less I ever started had to pay for it. It's very expensive at the minute in the in the illegal countries. <laughs> well, yeah, because of the risk, you know, yeah. and in a country, think of a country like Japan, you know, where a gram can sell for eighty dollars, because because you you know because you can go to jail for ten years for possessing it. So, wow. so you know, or Indonesia, right? Where That's where yeah, no, you, can, you can be executed. You know, they they were going to oh, execute yeah. the, the poor Australian woman, uh, Chappelle Corby, uh, because she had a, a you know a pound or two in her surf bag that she brought to Bali. You know, and it's a surf town where people are surfing. You know, you have to have cannabis in a surf town, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but what point of ways without weed? But nevertheless, you know, like there there are places in the world that still have the death penalty for cannabis, and it's it's mind boggling, but yeah, it's, it's true. crazy, isn't it? And and a place like that, it's going to cost more. Think about jail, right? Even here in the U.S., you know, the jail, can't, they have cannabis in the jail, but it's going to cost you. Because it's hard to it's hard to get in there, <laughs> and and it and it might be kind of funky too. It might have those poop terps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> those ones that I was talking about earlier, yeah, you know, the fecal the, the hash that they call uh, in Spain, they call it culero. <laughs> it's like it's like egg shaped, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, I hope this I hope this had a lot of plastic around it, you know. What I mean? uh, unless it keeps it warm, it keeps it warm at least. Oh. <laughs> Man, it's but that's honestly, Danny. It's why I only grow a one plant grow at a time now in Ireland because it's yes. it's just so I, I can't afford. Like if I had if I got caught with tree plants. I will spend a year in prison, well, and I, I will spend. Is, it's a five thousand euro fine. That is just awful. That oh, is awful, and yeah. it's the Emerald Isle, you know. Yeah, I mean? can, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, exactly. you guys know. I mean, GW Pharmaceuticals is growing thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of plants in the UK. I remember I was driving in Spain with a friend, and I saw the pharmaceutical poppy fields that they have there, and I, I was mm. like, "What do you mean?" I figured, you know, this must all come from Afghanistan or something. Nope. Mm. They grow this right in Spain for Bayer and, and, and all of these companies. And, you know, those companies are, are here for cannabis. I mean, they're taking over in, in the hydroponics industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's Scott's miracle Grow uh, has Hawthorne yeah. and they are buying up all the companies. They bought Gavita Lighting, you know, general, general hydroponics nutrients. You know, they're buying basically the 
you know, the best lighting, the best nutrients, the best tray systems, American Agritech. Everything that sells yeah, the best. They want care. And they bought the distribution for it as well. Um, and, you know, Scott's miracle Grow, you know, they, they, they make Roundup. <laughs> they work with Monsanto and Bayer. And uh, it's, it's, those companies are, are, are here. And, you know, we, you know, and, and, you know, they're going to be here. We can't stop them from being here, but we have to create an alternate model to compete with them for the people like us who, yeah. who care. And there's more like us. We, you know, there's a, a ton of them. And the more people who, you know, uh, come to cannabis, the more they're going to want to learn about the highest quality cannabis as well, you know, and be, mm. Uh, you know whether they're a patient or just a connoisseur they're going to want the best product uh, so yeah. that's why i encourage that's that's you know that's the legalization that i envision it's not just being able to go to some big store and you know buy gummies it's uh, you know to to boost the economy for for the mom and pops and, and the co-ops and the the small farmers local it's, economy boost the economy everywhere yeah. I mean, you can see the amount of money that's been made in the States and the, that have legalized. And the government could be doing the same here. Instead of the money falling into the black market, it could be going to the government as taxes and spent on schools and hospitals and all these different things Healthcare. that we need money for right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, I, I'm here in New York and our roads, you know, are really, really bad. And then, you know, you go to Colorado and the roads are perfect. Yeah. And it's because they're they're using the tax from cannabis to pay for the roads, uh, pay for the schools, you know. And it's it's you can see the actual results at, are benefiting everybody. <laughs> and I, so how how could they be against it? You know, the roads are better, the schools are better, better funded, uh, and you know, once even the square people that don't smoke or at all, once they see that, it's you know, the veil is off. You know, the whole idea that things are going to fall apart and society is going to be destroyed by legalizing cannabis. It's, it's gone, you know? Yeah. They realize where it's, we have always been here in the background. Right. We have always, we have, we are just now in the open. Right. Oh. Yeah. Steve D'Angelo says we're out from, from out of the shadows into the light. <laughs> you know, that's, that's more eloquent. <laughs> well, I, like I said, I gave, I'm giving him credit for it too, because I like, I like, I like the phrase, but he, you know, it, it's the truth. It's, we, we are all around you and, you know, you, they're worried about people driving high and I, you know, I got news for them. We've been driving high this whole time. Yeah. And driving, I mean, I'm much more worried about people driving drunk, people driving tired, people mm. on, you know, sleeping pills or people on uh, some of these pharmaceutical drugs that can really yeah. knock you out. I'm much more, much more worried about them driving. Even cold medicine. Right. Yeah. Even cold medicine. I mean, certainly. Absolutely. I know the wife and I do some cannabis tourism sometime out in the West, and we've always noticed that you can get cannabis real easy. But for tourists, there's not a, really a place that you can consume cannabis in these recreational legal exactly, states. Exactly. Um, Even, some lounges have rules that you have to be a resident oh and you can get on a bus but for an hour or two, and that's about it. Um, so it's really tough for well, um, cannabis tourism is not even well taken care of. Yeah, it's totally true. You know, in Colorado, you can buy cannabis and, but there's no place to actually legally consume it, uh, as a tourist, <laughs> you know, and your hotel will yeah. charge you, charge you money if you smoke in the hotel. 
you know, we used to book yeah, balconies. Well, that's, and I know you're not supposed to do it, but that's what you know exactly. You what degenerate I monkey. Just breaking the rules like that. <laughs> I know all. I know all. I know all the balcony hotels. The Warwick. Every room exactly. has a balcony. You know, the Warwick was a big <laughs> one, but I mean, when the pool broke, that, that broke our hearts. <laughs> so we're on the same page. Yeah, the Warwick and Vegas is a big issue too because uh, it's the same problem. People are just walking down the street smoking a joint, and if a Vegas cop catches you smoking a joint walking down the street, it's legal. You purchased it legally, but you get a six hundred and fifty dollar ticket for. Ouch. for open consumption it's like Oof. you know yeah it's ridiculous and that's so much and and they but you can walk down the street with with a cocktail yep. in your hand all day and yeah, all night cigarette, you know. that just doesn't make sense to me danny i just can't get that <laughs> yeah well you know we're we're lifting the veil and we're, we're getting there i know <laughs> it's we, we got to start somewhere and we have to crawl before we can walk and we have to walk before we can run but so I would say that you've definitely been a great activist, though, at least getting us to crawl now. You know, we're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, now we have the wind at our back, and it almost seems inevitable to pretty much anybody you speak to that uh, it's not a question of if cannabis will be legal, but just when will cannabis be legal. So uh, it is interesting to look back and think, you know, all these people thought it was a dead end and that, you know, it wasn't worth pursuing. And yet here we are. Yeah, I'll be frank with you. I was probably one of those people that just said, you'll, you'll not have it happen. But you have to remember, I grew up in the deep, deep, deep yeah. South. And it's so conservative here. I just absolutely never saw a single crack in the armor anywhere. But lo and behold, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, here it goes, bang. And the crack happened. Yeah. And then every day I'm watching it open a little bit more and a little bit more a little bit more and if we get that northeast block if we get the northeast block that pushes us way past 50 percent of the population right. having access to, to wow really and like you said so yeah. Cool, man. yeah once we have 50 percent it's uh, the argument that it's you know does the nation really want it well the nation mm -hmm. has it already 50 percent of them will have it that's what happened with alcohol prohibition the states decided not to help the federal government in their investigations and the the you know, law was repealed. There was an amendment to the constitution and that was that, uh, alcohol was legal and it was New York state. I think mm -hmm. that was first, uh, to tell the federal government that they weren't going to participate in, uh, alcohol, uh, uh, raids and they weren't going to help. And exactly. the feds can't do it without the help of locals, local government. So, uh, that's interesting. But another interesting, you mentioned the deep South. I was just in Oklahoma a couple, you know, four or five months ago, uh, we did a cannabis cup in Oklahoma. There are dis there, there are dispensaries everywhere in Oklahoma. The, yeah. you, it, yeah. It's very low entry you know, level uh, to be a part of you know the, the the industry in Oklahoma. There are concentrate laboratories. There are I mean it's popping off. Oklahoma is becoming a cannabis mecca, and it's amazing for me to even say that sentence because. Oklahoma is, you know, one of those. It's, it's a conservative Bible Belt uh, yeah. state, and, and you know, they've always been a red state, always been very yeah, conservative. But, and but it was nice when they when I remember when Oklahoma decided to go medical, uh, it was a big deal because they were so staunch against it. And then all of a sudden, after they went medical, they started saying, "Well, you know what? Nobody died." Yeah, yeah and it's. I mean, I couldn't believe it driving around Oklahoma City. How you know how many outlets there were, and this was just you know, just starting. And I think, you know, that was maybe four or five, six months ago, and it's even bigger now. And, you know, it's really becoming like an epicenter 
uh, for cannabis. And I, I think, you know, if Oklahoma can, can do it, uh, any place can do it at this point. Well, I've got my fingers crossed that my state will finally get on the ball and look at this thing and see that it's not an evil monster. And maybe Oklahoma will lead the way for me. So I do have hope. I, I think we've all got hope now. Even us in the yeah. UK, you know, it's coming, man. It's just a matter of time. Sweet. So tell me, uh, when you were a judge of all the cannabis cups, and you tried all these juicy strains from the best breeders, man. I'm a little bit envious of you. I will not lie. <laughs> well, do you have your own particular process in how you'd pick which one was your favorite? Uh, right. Well, it starts with uh, the visual, how it looks. Hmm. Um, you know, just simple things of like, uh, you know, but I, I, you know, I'll use a magnifying glass to look at the actual trichome, make sure uh, it's not premature or overripe. Um, and, you know, the trim job is important, just the, the aesthetic look of it um, and the amount of essential oil production that it looks like has occurred. Um, then I would say the smell. Uh, first, the flower, just smell the flower, then grind it up and smell it after it's been ground uh, because that certainly releases a lot of uh, um, terpenoids and flavonoids and things like that as well into the air. And then I roll it up after it's ground properly uh, I roll it up into a joint um, and I, I start smoking it. And from that point, you know, it's all about burnability and effect, you know, and taste. Uh, so Very what it important. tastes like, you know, er, early on, you know, I start with, you know, how does it taste and how does it burn uh, and how it burns, you know, if it's, if it's overfed um, or unflushed, it'll burn kind of like a piece of charcoal and you have to keep relighting it and it'll run, run, you know, bad down the joint and kind of canoe mm. uh, and it just won't burn right. And, you know, and if it's well flushed and, you know, lightly fed, it'll burn to a nice wispy, clean white ash. Yeah. Um, and I'll literally sometimes just ash into my hand and, you know, uh, use my finger to kind of push it around, you know, and, and, and blow it away. And if it's just wispy and, and, and clean, you know, light white ash, you know that you know that, mm -hmm. that, that it's been grown properly. Because uh, sometimes it's the same strain competing against the same strain. Many times, uh, you know, if you're in Southern California and you're in the indica category, it's going to be a lot of kush, yeah. uh, you know. So at that point, yeah. you're really judging the grower as well. Uh, so that burnability is important. And then, you know, you're about halfway through the joint at this point. And now I start thinking about effect, um, you know, the onset, the first initial effect, um, and then sort of, you know, chill for a minute and feel if it, you know, if that's a lasting kind of effect. And then, you know, then as you're getting further down the joint, uh, less than half of a joint remains and it still tastes good. It's still, you want to, you want to keep hitting it. It's still burning properly. That's important to me too, mm -hmm. because that means, uh, you know, that that flavor maintained. It wasn't just the first moment that you lit it, it tasted good. And then it just basically tasted like, you know, charcoal all the way down. Um, so, and, and, and then, you know, then I put the joint out and just sit back and just, uh, then it's just about effect uh, again. Uh, is, it, is it uplifting? Is it, you know, narcotic? Uh, is it, you know, heart racing and, and, and inspiring or, uh, or, you know, lethargic, it makes you want to just kind of sink into the couch and 
like you know mm-hmm. all of those things and and that will give me an idea okay is this indica dominant sativa dominant does it even belong in this category mm-hmm. um and 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 is the is it the effect long lasting you know because if it if it's only 10 mm-hmm. or 20 minutes or so um you know that's kind of a quick onset uh quick uh sort of fade but if you know if an hour goes by and you're still pretty high and you don't want to you know roll another joint or pick up you know that that half joint that remains uh then i know okay this this has you know some uh some legs to it as well uh serious potential and that's pretty much that's pretty much how it's judged and you know if there's 30 in the category you know i'll narrow those 30 i'll do that with each one and narrow those 30 down to 10 uh because there's 10 try them all over again Mm. right there's 10 that there's there's probably there's probably going to be ten that don't stand a chance for one reason or another. Uh, there's probably going to be another ten that are kind of in the middle. You know, they're decent but maybe not uh, mind blowing. And then there's going to be ten that you know, e- each one of them ha- you know has a chance to be maybe top five or top three. And mm-hmm. then you start narrowing that ten to you know five, and then to three, and then once I have the three, then it's a question of one, two, three. <laughs> so that's that's how I do it, and that's I even gets, that's a harder question. And I like, and, you know, and because we have you know typically you know six or seven days no, into the to judge, well. you know, I try to get through the the thirty in you know two days or so pretty quickly. You know, if something just doesn't cut it, if I I'm smoking it and I'm halfway through the joint and there's just yeah. no way it's going to be in the top you know ten, that's it. That's it for that sample. You know, I, yeah, Don't waste your yeah. time, right? Um, and, but, 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 you know, if it deserves another look, then I still have those extra, you know, five days or so. So I'll revisit some first thing in the morning, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll, once I have it down, once I have it down to my, you know, top five, you know, or top three, I'll smoke one of them first thing, just so I know exactly that it wasn't like a residual effect from a previous joint. Um, and then, uh, you know, you just narrow it down until you have your top three and, uh, hopefully, you know, so this is up. all like sent out to you. You don't sit in a room and and discuss with each other. Sometimes, I mean, it really depends. I've done so many different uh, types of of cannabis judging events right. uh, that sometimes we had, you know, where the judges would all get together at the end and kind of, you know, throw ideas around and, and you know maybe my maybe my third one is your second one and you know maybe your first is my second. So you know. Yeah then they kind of craft together and we used to have these long meetings actually uh, <laughs> and to come up with the real, you know, one, two and three winner. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's a f- amazing f- fun process. No, imagine a, being a, at one of them meetings, you know, the listeners <laughs> of this, just imagine that, just imagine sitting around that table with all these guys <laughs> testing which one of these strains wins the cannabis cup. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it would kind of be a little intimidating, though. At the same time, wouldn't you think? Not once it was high, mate. It wouldn't everything was on you. <laughs> it, 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 it can be. It certainly can be. I mean, especially when you have you know celebrity judges, people who are experts yeah. uh, in the field, uh, in that. And you know, it's also I tell people like it's a lot of work. You know, typically, typically when we get high, we don't take a bunch of notes afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But but here you're like really really trying to to really i mean you're paying close attention and taking notes and it's work and there's not a lot of other things you can do (laughs) during that time i tell people don't schedule a bunch of meetings don't try (laughs) to live life you know you know mark out a week of your life to do this don't 
don't have distractions because you're really going to have to sit down and you're going to be probably way more high. It's hard work. Than, uh, and, and then, and you, st- and then, and, and then you still notes. have to think, you know, and take notes. Exactly. And, uh, what a terrible uh, situation to be in. <laughs> God hey, damn. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not complaining. I just want people to know uh, that you know it, it's. It's not just a. All, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's worth at the end of the day. So. Right. Right. Well, was there one strain that you went through a competition with that was like you'll never forget? Wow. Uh, hmm. I would say early on, I remember uh, uh, something called uh, Love Potion Number Nine from Reefer Man. I think it was around 2004 or five. Uh, and that uh-huh. was very interesting. That had Colombian uh, land race genetics, and it really was just a throwback strain. Tasted amazing, uh, smoked amazing. He he won the cannabis cup with it from Canada, no less, in Amsterdam, uh, which <laughs> cool isn't man. easy to not easy to do. Uh, well, it must have been a standout if you remembered it from all that far back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love, yeah. Potion. love potion number number one or number nine, nine, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and that was an Excellent. amazing one. I remember the first time I smoked tangy from Crockett seeds. That was something uh-huh. ent- entirely different from anything I had ever tried before. Uh, and it won as well that year uh, in an American Cup, I believe, and I think in Amsterdam. Um, so those are two standouts, I would say, that I, you know, changed the game, you know, so to speak. Uh, for, for me, right. my first cup that I attended in, in mid, the mid-90s, uh, it was White Widow because, you know, everything else was NL5 Haze and, uh, you know, Skunk Number One and, you know, uh, Northern Lights, uh, you know, Willie, Williams Wonder. There was these kind of five or six strains that were popular or even available. And then here came White Widow, just covered in trichomes, looking like like a diamond, you know, mm-hmm. completely, Ooh, yeah, yes. completely different, completely Still one of yeah, my favorites. Essential oil production just off the charts, uh, potency level off the charts at the time, you know, just uh, a game changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember that as well. But I wasn't an official judge that year. I actually had a, I had a ah. booth at the Cup. Uh, I'll, take that, I'll take that role, not official yeah. judge. Yeah, I'll no, I got it. to try everything. So it was, I didn't have to take notes. And you didn't have to work. <laughs> yeah, that's a better place yeah. to be. And I also came home with some seeds of that white widow, and uh, oh, wow. uh, ended up having a few mother plants that that lasted, you know, over a decade oh, um, wow. here 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 in New York that I grew out. Uh, Where are they now? They gone now? Uh, I you know I don't have them, but I'm sure they're out in the world. It, Sweet, you know, as long as they're out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Somebody's enjoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that, it, you know, not only did that change, you know, the, the cannabis cup world and the cannabis world, but changed my life and changed the whole scene over here in the U S uh, you know, so yeah. And then there, there came a bunch of white, white rhino, you know, great white shark. There, there mm-hmm. was like, everybody wanted something white at that, mm-hmm. at that point, like in the name. And so there was a kind of a trend there in the nineties, but a great strain. And uh, again, the tangy and the love potion, those are three that, come to mind that you know and also i would say the cheese when mm-hmm. big buddha brought the cheese over from, from oh, man, that's, that's my shit right there yeah when he that's brought shit. that the the cheese uh you know that kind of afghan you know throwback uh strain wow and that 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 really uh caused a lot of noise in amsterdam i mean he won the cup i think two years in a row uh 
once with a coffee shop and once in the seed bank competition. And I actually got to hand uh, Milo his, his cup uh, the first time. And I just remember he, him, I, I had talked to him earlier in the day, earlier in the week even, um, and he sat us down, me and uh, Dave Demonstock, <laughs> another colleague at Highland, and told us like, this is the cheese, mate. This is the UK strain. This is, you know. <laughs> and he's telling me all about it. And we smoked it and it was strong and amazing. And, you know, really like that throwback Afghan flavor. And uh, I was like, hey, man, good luck. You know, anybody can win. And he was like, all right, man, thanks, you know, whatever. And then he won, you know, this was, he was unknown. He was, no yeah, one, that's you know, it, just some random guy. And it just, just a guy, him. yeah, just a guy who showed up with, with a strain. Yeah. And then he won and, uh, and I, I got to hand him the cup and, you know, he was just awesome. so excited and bet, you know, just man, shaking. Was fucking it's, it, troll. Yeah. it's a life-changing experience for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be it's like an Oscar for us guys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? To, to, be, to, be, to be a part of that and feel that energy is, is awesome. It's, it's amazing. And oh, wow. So that, that I had got to mention that cheese as well. <laughs> well, I heard your alarm go off. I, I think that means you're the meetings up. Yeah, it's coming. It's like four minutes away. It has been a pleasure um, speaking to you, Danny. Well, I want to thank you so much for it's spending time with us today, awesome. Danny. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I hope uh, people enjoyed it. And uh, of course, we got to make sure that people check out your podcast. And we got to uh, yeah and check out your book as well, your new book and your old book. Yeah, the pod the podcast is uh, it's called Grow Bud Yourself. It's on you know pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, I have links to it on all my social media. Uh, it's you know cultivation oriented. We interview different uh, growers and authors and people uh, in the business, and we try to teach people how to grow their own. Uh, that's Grow Bud Yourself. Check me out on all my social medias, Danny Denko HT on Instagram. And uh, the new magazine is called Northeast Leaf Magazine. And we will be publishing in September of 2020, just a month, a little over a month away. Uh, it's a free magazine. You can check us out at anyleafmag.com. Uh, the book is called Cannabis, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Marijuana. Uh, available on Amazon. Uh, other than that, I guess, you know, that's the podcast, the web, uh, the, the magazine and the book. Uh, yeah. Just keep growing. Uh, and you know, let's, uh, let's free the leaf. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Go, what, a, what an interview. We appreciate you massively, Danny. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, you guys having me. Thank you so much. You do and, it again uh, in the future sometime. If you like, if you're free again sometime soon, be a massive pleasure to have you on again. Yeah, I'm around and always, awesome. uh, always uh, honored and happy to to be on the show. So please keep awesome, me in mind. Man. Right on. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Danny. Right, you man. have a good night. Take care, guys. Take yeah, care. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, man. Bye now. So there we go, everybody. That was Danny Danko from High Times, man. Epic interview. Man, what a fun guy that guy was. The next interview. <laughs> the rumor. Nah, I, I, I've, did, I've heard nothing but the same sodding rumor for the last three days, mate. Well, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> let's, let's put a little bit of a arrested rumors, man. Well, this week I think we are scheduled <laughs> to be recording with the king of cannabis himself, the man who was the famous stoner this week, Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong will be the guest for next week's episode. So make sure you tune in for that. We're going to be finding out about the new dispensaries he's opening dun, dun, up with, with Cheech himself as well. Cheech and Chong dispensaries are coming. So we're going to be talking to Tommy Chong next week. Yeah. So we're all massively excited.
we might not be talking too much in the next interview because we're all going to be a little bit fanboy. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to check out Danny Danko's book as well, which I recommend, it's re really cheap. In the description of this video on YouTube, there's a link which will take you directly to where you can buy it, I think. Yeah, I have left the link in there. So if you want to go check that out, and if you leave a note and just say, you know, you, you heard it on the podcast, that would be cool, just so he knows that it comes from us. Because we do appreciate it, you know. And we're going to move on to... What the fuck was that? We already? We already? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. What the fuck was that? We all know what's going on by now. If you're new a listener, this is Ian. It's your section. You want to explain what goes on, mate? Right. Well, I've had so much grief over the first one because it turned out to be too difficult and not many people had a go and not many people got it, but somebody did get it. And he didn't even get a shout out for getting it because my message disappeared. So I got grief for the second one being also an arcade game. So this yeah. one's not an arcade game, but still right, on let's, the subject let's, of Let's game. show what last week's was first. Last week. <laughs> wow. That was the first known recording of the words, oh fuck. Right. That was audio technician and he was recording something on uh, like in the 1900s and the thing broke and he, he, he was singing <laughs> Mary Had a Little Lamb in the Fool. <laughs> that's, that's on one of them wax cylinders then? Yeah, probably. probably. Oh my God. I can't believe you that. You can find it on YouTube. Just search for first Oh my movie. God. Oh, I've heard that already and I didn't even put two and two Mary's together. Little Lamb and then wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you, you can hear it. What was it? See what I had? I, I had it down as them poor chicks that that chick ate out of the hedge going down. <laughs> <laughs> that was the noise they were making as she was eating them. You know, that was the sound in her mouth. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> now we've got a prize pool. So if you do get the correct answer, there's going to be prizes involved. You can check Ooh. it out versus. So, and when we get the Danny Danko book, that might be going into one of them as well. Ooh. So, let's see what this week's, what the fuck was that? Please send your answers yeah. on a stamped address envelope too. <laughs> or you can just post in the Blue forum. Peter. You know what I'm Post office box. <laughs> Any ideas? Any ideas? Anybody in chat there? Let's give them a look. See if somebody can grab it. Off the yes, it's another game, but it's not an arcade game this time. So you there you go. The you get a hint. Right. So what are we saying now? We're going on to the Q and A. We got. saying everybody chilled now ready to ask some questions all right so we had one in the chat earlier if you've been watching then you would have seen it, it was for who was it from i can't remember oh yeah oh yeah. that was from katie lacy okay yeah. have you got it written down you want to take it yeah no it was katie lacy she question. was asking about um cbdt um, she suffers with anxiety and she was um she was trying to see if it is any good if she, if or is it just a fucking waste of money um yeah. what do you think guys we had a bit of a chat about you have it to grow the... your own man yeah. to get the proper cbd you have to grow be your sure own. for sure you, and you can buy seeds cause... about uh will grow only cbd and Pretty no much. thc at all so you can check them out on the vault yes. seed bank we've mentioned them a few times 
And uh, once you have your own CBD yeah. cannabis, you can visit a Percy's, and we have links yeah, to help you. Have links to help you yeah, and it'd be proper tea. It wouldn't be like the shit that you'd buy in fucking Tesco's either. No, it would be. No, no it still tastes shit, man. No. I don't like the taste no. of weed tea. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it? Because the taste goes uh, away quick time, but the effects stay with you for about yeah, three yeah. or four hours. So you can dress it, it all how you want. Well, chuck a load of sugar yeah. in it; it's gone. True. Coffee tastes like shit without sugar. Well, you know, <laughs> don't mention coffee because I might have Wax. to get up. <laughs> I have a little Polish friend that I know that he he drinks the the trim, all yeah, the trim yeah, off yeah. of stuff here, and that's what he makes. He makes his tea every Excellent. morning, going to work, yeah. and that's what he sips after the yeah, whole day long. Yeah. One of my buddies makes it out of the stems. There's not a lot of cannabinoids, you know, resin glands and stuff on the stems, but there's a little bit, so even something like that is uh, yeah, every, good use of... Moss and dog plant. chews the stems. Every part of the plant is useful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you know, sometimes you get them hollow yeah. stems, like we were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah, straws. Straws, man. Straws. Oh, yeah. Use them as straws to suck me tea. Cannabis yeah. iced tea with straws. You know? Stems, we could open a shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're compostable, too. Any more questions? I've got one. Yeah. From uh, uh, what was on the forum. Uh, uh, what, what, what light cycle is good for autos? What would you all recommend? 18.6. 18 18.6. 18 I do twenty and four on autos. Uh, gets a little, little bit more. Do you out veg under the, under twenty four as well? Uh, no, for for photos okay, I see. veg under uh, eighteen six. But for autos, I just do oh, twenty cool. twenty four all the way through the whole thing. I veg for the first the first half under twenty four of the veg period, and then for the second part of it, I go back down. To, I go to eighteen six, and then I just keep at eighteen eighteen yeah. six for everything when I'm doing autos. 24. Now, I'm sitting here listening to myself say 24, and I don't mean 24 hours yes, on. I yeah. mean 20 hours on, 4 hours off. Yeah, that's what I do for the first half clear. of the veg period. I only do photos, so it's like 18, 6, and 12, 12 for me on both lots. Well, where was Ali's question? Oh, there we go. On the vault, any breeders you guys know are no good? Stay away from Facebook. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot out there that are new but they still have good genetics and you have to really try them before you know whether they're any good just stick with the old reliable yeah. guys if you if you've got any concerns you know like dutch passion and barney's yeah. farm and sensi them old school names your big butter if you get seeds from them then you're not going to have any problems with the genetics they'll be world class you know so you, you can get 20 percent discount as well yeah. at the vault if you're a sensible. member of the forum <laughs> yeah. Fucking <laughs> baby. <laughs> so, you know, you're saving mm. more. Fuck <laughs> off, man. Fuck off. I'm terrified of them. And these are, that's a big Oh, nobody bastard. would have guessed, mate. Yeah. I'm surprised you still are. Are you standing on your chair with your headphones around your neck somewhere? <laughs> Screaming no, like a little girl in the, the corner. <laughs> I'm on the other side. Oh, where's the fucking. Oh, that's the end of that spider then. Oh. No. Yeah. This is right. Yes, yeah, sorry. Right, so any more questions? Any more questions? Okay, we're back to questions. Yeah, yeah I think the vault's TV. pretty good. They they uh, screen their breeders pretty yeah. well. In my experience, I haven't obviously grown them all, but I've had no issues with with any breeders. I've run Seedsman, Barney's, uh, Sensi is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, everything. Old school, though, like Mackie said, the established brands. You know, they uh, they know what they're doing. 
always good to check feedback though yes. if you've got good feedback for somebody then it's usually a, a a good good buy even if they are cheap that's true um, I just say one thing, just Katie is asking there, Katie Lacey, she's asking yeah. if there's anywhere good. In Ireland, in Ireland, um, the best place I'd say will be go into Holland and Barrett. That's probably the best yeah, place in Ireland that you're going to find somewhere. Yeah, and that's got to yeah, be shit. Absolute rubbish. Yeah. Their CBD, apparently their CBD products don't contain an awful lot of CBD. No. Oh, actually, very good place is the Himalayan Craft Company. There you go. Uh, the Irish, the, it, it's Himalayan Irish Crafts. They're based in Navan, and they have a place in Dublin in Coolock. Um, they've got their, they're pretty good. The place in Coolock, I think, is closed at the minute. Um, I, I buy a good, I buy a good bit of stuff off them. There's um, the old dude that runs the place. He, he's fucking very knowledgeable about it. He's, um, he's actually an, an American. He's from California, I think. He's a nice guy. Tell him I said hello. <laughs> so there we go. We've got about 10 minutes left. So we should move on to the next section. And last week, Rush. I got you all. I got you all. Because ZN wasn't here. Yeah. So we're even then, Mackie. Last yeah. week before that. Oh, we let's got see what here. happens yeah. this week. This is sort of like history. Yeah, so let's go for this. There you go. Truth. Yeah. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> right. So here we go. True false. Group. Three statements. Two true. One false panel tries to find out which one is the spoof. Are we ready? I don't think I'm ready. Yes. All right, okay. I'm ready. Number Let's one. try it. Do it. Oldest evidence of marijuana used discovered in 2,500-year-old cemetery in China. A team of archaeologists reports clear physical evidence that cannabis was smoked on a remote mountain plateau in Central Asia some 2,500 years ago. Okay, so that's number one. Here's number two. There is an ancient Egyptian goddess called Seshat. She is depicted with a cannabis leaf above her head. Seshat in ancient Egyptian religion is the goddess of writing and measurement and the ruler of books. She can be seen in hieroglyphics with a colorable cannabis leaf above her head. Okay, and then number three. Cannabis has been used as medicine for thousands of years and has only been restricted during the 20th century and the 21st century. Cannabis has only been illegal since 1937 when the USA passed the Marijuana Tax Act and prohibited the production of hemp in addition to cannabis. So there we go. That is the truthful spoof. What are we saying? Okay. Um, yeah, sure, go, go GB. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I think all of them are kind of BS. And can I just say for what? Um, the first one they have found evidence going back as far as 5,000 years mm. in China, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, with that. number two, just give me the, the Sitesh. What was the one about Sitesh? Because I know that has to be Sesat. true. Sesat. Yeah, yeah, I can't say so. Yeah, I have a, I have a dry mouth. Sorry, I've lost my mechanic. Me has gone. Um, what was the one about her? Uh, but. There's just a, she had a cannabis a, leaf cannabis above her head on the hieroglyphics. Now, I do stuff. know that is true as well because I only read that myself the other day. And I know, mm -hmm. uh, so if anything, then maybe, maybe I'd say tree is false, but I know that it was around 1937, it was around that time that it was, it was made legal. I have a photo of 
the fella on my Instagram who was the first person who was arrested and he looked like just a biddy bob farmer. So, yeah. yeah. Well, he probably was because it was mm. DuPont like uh, fabrics that pushed yeah. for the, the, the criminalization, wasn't yeah. it? Right, I, I will say it's number three then. Number three is false? I think they're all. Yeah, I say that's okay. false. ZN. Mm. Taking up time with them. <laughs> that's a tough one, that is. That's a tough one. I'm going to. I'm good. Actually, I think I'm going to follow Greenbeard because I'm 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 looking at the first two and I'm thinking, yeah, those sounds, yeah. No, actually, I'm going to go with the first one being crap because the 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 discovery of ancient cannabis was well before 2,500 years ago. So number one's okay. the, the, the the spoof. Monkey, you want to go next? Okay. Sure, be happy to. I'm going to go in reverse order on this one. Let's talk about three first. Um, the legalization and illegalization in the U.S. in the 1930s, uh, with all the conversations over here in the states right now going to race, this has actually been something that I have heard about, and I'm not about, uh, I'm not positive about the exact date, but that actually sounds true, and it was aimed at a minority segment of the population. Uh, the second one, too many details. Yes, it's absolutely true. The first one, 2,000-year-old cannabis in China. I think that is way older than that. Like mm. like Green Bear said, that definitely I believe. Okay, that you go for one. Two. One T G. Absolutely. Number oh, one. Oh hang on, I done it wrong then. Sorry, T G. <laughs> I'm going on one as well. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that because that was the exact thing I was thinking. <laughs> I, I fucking miss it. I got it wrong. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I read the question oh, wrong. Well. Sorry, right, T G go. Uh, yeah, well, for the reasons that are have been mentioned now a few times, I'm going to go with also number one because I know that that uh, goddess is a true one, and I'm not super specific, or I don't know the specifics, I guess, on uh, the illegalization, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty accurate, uh, or accurate, more accurate than the first one because yeah, cannabis has been been found in much older places than 2,500 years ago, and yeah, I think it's been used since you know the dawn of humanity. So, yeah, I agree. Well, I think Greenbeard did talk about we had a stoner called Jesus Christ. So this is true. Way back there. This is true. <laughs> okay, man. I don't know what to do now because I think I might have worded this wrong. Only seven is. Oh no! Piss off! <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> Some... No, then then you have to yeah, get this wrong. You failed. This is apparently true here. The oldest evidence of marijuana use discovered in 2,500 year old cemetery in China, and this was news from last year, the 2019. So unless there's been any other recent discoveries, then this is true. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was uh, apparently. For... <sighs> Funeral, this was the first time yeah. it was found to be smoked. Maybe that's what the difference is. I mean, marijuana might have been found in tombs that are older, but it wouldn't have been, I, I don't know, used for It was found, it was found in, um, I think it was the the Tord Emperor, whatever his name was. And he, he was the Tord Emperor in the very first dynasty, as far as I know. It does have all the information on the article in his... I read. Oh, and it was from a science oh. magazine or something. He's... he's uh, that's better than me. Yeah, and here we are arguing over a, a, a Mackey's quiz. Answers too. So, exactly. so number two, 
we might as well move there, on. There is an, I thought this might have thrown you off with the ridiculous yeah. name Sesh Hat. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the really? fuck? Her name is Sesh Hat, and she's got a cannabis leaf above her head. It's like, you know, a hat for a session. No, that's the way it rang out to me. It was like, maybe that's just a fake word Mac is making up because he's crazy. But no, no. I, I didn't know that until today. No. I looked it up. Truthful speech. I read that last week or two weeks ago when I was um, researching fucking something else. Donders. Donders. Sorry. Yeah, so then we've got number three, and cannabis has been used as a medicine for thousands of years, as we know, and only 2,500 years ago. <laughs> and it has only been restricted during the 20th and the 21st century. And I thought that was true, but it's not. This is, this is false, man. Number three really? is false. Really? Yeah, it was illegal in uh, the 17th century back in the Middle East and even the yeah. 13, 1400s. Oh, yeah, I guess. Back then, it was, it was even punishable, punishable yeah. by death, possession of cannabis. I guess so you threw me off sure. because you said yes, Church. and that's... that you know, Threw you off, bro. Threw you unfortunately, off. So I should have fucking <laughs> kept. All right. Oh well. Okay, we'll let you have that one then. Oh, and then I nearly got it because I had I said tree force. I don't. I don't look looking at the chat as well. I don't actually think anybody else guessed number three. Yeah, let's go back to the chat. Let's see what we're saying. You uh, say for I'll let you change it though, GB, because I'm a nice guy. No, 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 no. I changed it in mid thing. It's that was final answer was one, but uh, fuck I it see, anyway. I, I screwed everybody. Up. <laughs> I, 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 I opened my mouth. Maybe there's uh, another article out there that that refutes that man. And if there is, then come and drop it up on the forum. I I will I will search it and fucking do it because I, I am sure of it. I'm getting on. I'm getting right on then, to Ross and Norris McGuire. Here we go. Oh. We need to find a little theme tune for this. Yeah. We'll figure something out. I think it like Shakespeare saying something like, I want to get high. <laughs> anyway, TG, this is all you, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Being that we're talking about seeds this week, um, I like there. There's an old song by Michael Palmer he came up with in about 1977. And it goes, well, the main lyric, I'm sure everybody knows it. Snoop Dogg sampled it in a very famous song that he's recently kind of come up with. Uh, it goes, smoke the weed, don't smoke the seed, because if you smoke the seed, you go and kill the breed. <laughs> wow. Love it. Nice. I do love it. Yeah. And Very I mean, insightful. smoking. Yeah. So keep your seeds. <laughs> I bet he was stoned when he thought of sure. Most of these people spend their, like, <laughs> their whole days stoned, so anything they think about is probably thought about when they're high. I'm sure it has yeah, some well, deeper meaning too, but you know. Yeah, man. Smoking seeds, ah. just not smoking seeds is good advice because they blow up in your face. Smoking seeds is yeah. shit. It tastes horrible. So yeah, well, thanks for that. joining us, everybody. It's been a pleasure as usual. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the interview. As much as we and, enjoy and doing it, yes. You know, don't forget to check out, go over to Percy's and check out the uh, the prize pool to see if you can answer the what, what the fuck that was. And come and let us know. And you might be able to win something. Visit, chat some more. Yeah, and all the panel members are members of Percy's as well. So if you want to come and ask any of us questions, then just feel free to sign up and come and ask. Or yeah. if you're already a member, you know you can. You already know you can ask us anything. Oh. Uh, and now the podcast is downloadable on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, everything. So if you 
I subscribed on Spotify. That's Sweet. Yeah, and it, it, cool. it looks all nice as well, man. Nice artwork and things like that. Well, we look proper yeah. professional considering that we're all yeah. super stoned. Very nice. It's very we like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Thanks everybody for joining us. You know, please like, subscribe, download, and follow us on wherever you can on whatever networks. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to drop us a like, show us the support, and leave us feedback on the forum as well. Let us know how we can improve it and make it better for you because you are the guys listening. Just come over to yeah, yeah. And if there's if um click things if I just if there's anybody that um anyone that you think there's a stoner that like needs to be spoken about that like a lot of us might know if you just could drop me a, a line drop me just a, a direct mail or something in um in Percy's and I'll I'll let everybody know about yeah. them I'll research them for you cheers um have a good night and stay safe everybody um anyone That's, else stay safe everyone and yes we love feedback we love information we we, we want to make it better and you can tell us how and don't forget next week Tommy Chong's come in yeah, that is going to be awesome. Make sure you tune in for that one. And and share as well. Share with your friends. Let your friends know. There'll be a post up. But, Absolutely. You know, nice stream. Nice Thanks dreams. again, everybody. Stay safe. Sign up. Stay out of trouble. Wear your face, man. Doodles. <laughs> Peace. Nice one, everyone. Yes. <laughs>